Hey, see. Hello. Okay, uh, guys, welcome to part two of the House of Red podcast. I'm joined by my bro, you know, soldier in arms. You know, we've been through hell and back, isn't it, bro? (laughs) That's right. Yeah. So welcome, welcome, welcome. You know, the the COVID-19's got us in lockdown, so, you know, we can't hang out as usual. So, um, yeah. What, bro? I missed that. We are still uh, podcasting from miles apart. Yeah, exactly, bro. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, this episode is really exciting because... Um, this character is a big deal to me and Z. We grew up with this guy. You know, we love him to bits. This is the um, this is episode two. This is a review of Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm also joined by Pri as well. She's with me here. Hi everyone. Hi Z. Hello. <laughs> so yeah, um, let's get to it. Uh, what did you guys think of the film? Uh, we saw it a while back, but um, I think it was a pretty epic movie. You know, I think it was really good for what it is. Like, you know, we're waiting a long time for a good version of Sonic to be on the big screen. And I think they nailed it. I think they did a pretty good job. What do you think, bro? Yeah, I think that, uh, to be honest, this has been probably the most decent video game film in general that has mm-hmm. come out for a while uh, in, the, in the movie industry and in general to, you know fans who like video games and play video games on a regular basis yeah yeah, no i totally agree bro i mean we've had a lot of lemoning kind of video game adaptations over the last few years uh you know there's a lot of movies that are kind of like marmite we kind of love hate them you know and and like you know like doom was terrible um there were a few that weren't very good um, you know, we're always going to love Street Fighter because technically it's a Van Damme film. So I'm a huge Van Damme fan. So I'll just watch that film just for the fun of it. You know, and it's hey, like just a different hey, you. Yeah, you were saying? You got to change the channel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Quickly, change the channel. <laughs> so, you know, there's got, it's got like lots, lots of wicked things in it. Like Raul Julien was amazing. Uh, you know, this is this is Golden Sun that we'll, that we'll save for the review. You know, like when we do a review on this film, I don't want to go too into it because it's so fun. We could just go down a rabbit hole with this kind of stuff. But, you know, like adaptations have been hot. You know, they haven't been all that. Like Resident Evil was a completely different take. It started off with the whole, you know, t-virus stuff but it's slowly kind of evolved into a miller um jovovich kind of uh vehicle you know so so um we know that uh paul anderson paul um paul anderson's good at, at directing stuff but uh you know he did a wicked adaptation of mortal combat uh, and no one's really um, kind of captured that kind of magic there's been a few people who've tried to make accurate kind of um you know, like films based on beat ups but Mortal Kombat Legacy was horrible. I didn't like that at all. I didn't like uh, the kind of like grounded in realism kind of adaptation he tried to do with the work in, uh, you know, the sort of like proof of concept that he did. Yeah. And then um, I didn't like, I didn't even like like the uh, adaptation, you know, the other one he did where he had, he had a great cast though. He had a lot of great players. He had like Karihugi Tagawa back as, um, you know, um, as Sang Song, 
and uh, Mark the Cascos' Kung Lao and stuff. He had some wicked players in that adaptation, but just sadly, just didn't hit the spot. You know, um, we've got a new Mortal Kombat coming out, so that should be good. It's got the kid from Jimmy Olsen playing Jax and, you know, yeah. other elements like when, that. So, so we're kind of looking forward to that, aren't we? Um, I hope that they do it right. I hope that they do it good because the games are so good now. You know, the games have really kind of kicked it up into high gear. Like 10, 9, and 11 were amazing. Like 11 storyline was excellent. Yeah. Well, let's go back to this video game and talk about how uh, it, why it's so good. Why do we think it's a good film? Yeah. So, yeah, bro, tell me, man. You know, like uh, this is the roundtable after all, and I want to get my knight's opinion on this. So um, based on your experiences, you know, as a, um, you know, digital designer, media graphic artist, producer, writer and uh, filmmaker, um, what do you think works with this film? I think that with Sonic the Hedgehog, the 2020 film, I think uh, the director and the, the majority of the cast have captured a nice kind of ambience um, in character development. Like you've got uh, uh, James Marsden's uh, police officer character who's like this lonely cop with his uh, girlfriend in this small suburban village, kind of like rural village area. Uh, sorry, mm. And he's, you know, trying to kind of get into a bigger city and he has aspirations to do better stuff. And that's a nice parallel to what Sonic is doing as a character when we first get introduced to him at the start mm. of the film, where he's um, also like, you know, with um, the kind of mother figure in the film and then he gets separated and is quite lonely as a character. So... Mm. Film has some good underlying tones about, ironically, isolation and, mm. and stuff like that, and trying to gain friendship from unlikely uh, uh, people and individuals mm. and stuff like that. Mm. And I, that 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 was the good part of Sonic, where we mm -hmm. saw lots of contrast with Jim Carrey's character as Doctor Robotnik and uh, Ben Schwartz's character as Sonic Sonic, the titular character of Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm -hmm. so, ben yeah. nailed it, didn't he? Like it Ben nailed Sonic so well. I mean, he's such a great actor. I mean, we've been following him since like Parks and Rec days when he played John Ralphio. So, I mean, it was amazing. He's so funny as John Ralphio in Parks and Rec. <laughs> I love this guy, man. I really want to work with him. Like he's just so funny. Man. To be honest, I thought when they first announced the casting, I thought he was perfect. Mm -hmm. And then when there was that hoopla about the first ever trailer. And they had yeah. to um, kind of go back to the drawing board and redesign Sonic's look. I was yeah. a little bit concerned, but I wasn't concerned with how Ben Schwartz's performance would be because he's yeah. just a solid actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, a lot. Yeah, and, but you know, coming on that, uh, just touching on that subject about the the trailer drop, you know, and all the controversy you created. Yeah. Are you in the school of thought that they intentionally actually had the CGI already prepared in the traditional look, but to kind of like garner more interest in the film, they released this terrible trailer with this other, um, you know, this other render. You know of Sonic. Uh, there's a there's a lot of school of thoughts that think that they think that they wouldn't have made such a a massive cock up with such an expensive film. You know what I mean? I mean, and to go back and do all that CGI would have been 
like super costly and and the film still kind of came out on time with any kind of major delays so you know there was a lot of stuff like you know on the rumor mill that this was an intentional marketing ploy to make the movie pop better i'm not sure though i'm sort of 50 50 about that to be honest i think it was more kind of like they treated the redesign as almost as if it was a reshoot on a film so Mm -hmm. normally on films you would shoot your scheduled timing of uh, shots you would need to achieve by a certain deadline. And then if needed to go back to do reshoots to, you know, tweak something yeah. after post or something you see in post that doesn't quite yeah. look right or, you know, yeah. thematically or narratively, it's not quite mm-hmm. right. Um, yeah. you go back and do a reshoot. So I think what they've done is quite smart because they're yeah. in the three realm of, um, film design and uh, filmmaking you have a lot of scope to change a lot of things very quickly yeah yeah uh, yeah, yeah. By actor schedules or location schedules mm. and the and environments you can create all that within the computer um you're not limited to that so i don't really think it was uh like you said um predestined or pre pre-done to provoke mm. kind of uh, reaction from the audience. I just mm. think that whoever had designed the original Sonic designed a turd and basically thought that that turd was shiny and yeah. then released it to the audience and then realized the backlash after it blew up on you know, social media and whatnot yeah, about that. I, I straight away thought that this was uh, fucked up about Sonic looking... Mm. Um, all, all weird, having teeth and having this yeah. weird bottom eye look and stuff. And you could see yeah. in the artwork as well, you could see in the like kind of like leaked artwork how he looked a bit weird when he was running with his wobbly yeah. legs. And his, it was his teeth that was off putting, to be honest. <laughs> okay, right, yeah, yeah. I mean, like they said, they're saying here, yeah, in some like notes I made, um, yeah. that Sega weren't happy with his design of his eyes, they were saying that he just looked wrong. Yeah. And he looked way too, like, like kind of like, he, he looks too kind of, like, realistic-y. Like, they were trying to do that Ninja Turtle thing. Well, I mean, now, it kind of works with the, with the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, sorry, you were saying? I'm just saying that, like, of course they would not be happy because if they created, uh, for example, if, if uh, Nintendo gave somebody Mario's creation... And yeah. ended up looking like a six foot two body built kind of rock looking character. It, mm. Hold on a second, that's not a Mario. Yeah, no, exactly. Like the rock plays Mario. Yeah. Imagine that. So you know, that would be weird, isn't it? Like the rock's playing Mario in some new new adaptation, and he's like, Mario just is would take it to the next level or something. Okay. <laughs> that'd be kind of crazy but yeah you know i was kind of like not feeling it when i saw that and then when i saw the redesign and the, there was a fan trailer too that this guy made yeah where he brought in like the 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 mesh from the render from a game i think it was like uh one of the more recent sonic games like and that looked good too and then like when you compare it to the one that um they ended up going with it's um it's good you know obviously paramount cgi is really good because it's d domain um you know blur and and all these guys coming together so they were able to fix it pretty quickly i think you're right though you know looking thinking back at it if you've got all these high resolution plates that you've shot in 35 
um, ish, and you've got all these animations of him rolling, smacking into things and doing stuff, you only really need to concentrate on the shots where he's frozen in time or the details there in his face yeah. to, um, to change the actual the render. So I'm sure it was just a little bit of like, okay, you know, we've got to work double time. You know, I think those guys work probably there you know, like they, they were burning the midnight oil, mm. getting this thing uh, fixed. And, you know, credit to the director, credit to the, the team and stuff that they were able to finish, you know, oh, yeah, um, you know, relatively on budget without, you know, it kind of ballooning in such a way. And then on top of that, it's made a great profit. So it's like, you know, like estimated the budget was about 95 mil and then it's made like 306 you know, and a bit in the box office. So that's good. That's good for them, you know, like, uh, and also I forgot to mention that Neil H. Moritz produced this. Yeah. So he's coming off of Fast and Furious, man. That guy is a top G in the business, man. He's like someone we want to work with one day, you know, I want to make some stuff with Neil, you know, like he, he, he looks, he, he's like a guy that I feel that could, um, could channel some of our creative uh, stuff, you know, into mm. something that people would really like. So uh, working with him would be a great, great thing to do. Yeah. And plus the cast as well are amazing. Like Jim Carrey, I've been wanting to work with that guy for years since Batman Forever days. Um, love that guy. He's, he's just an awesome actor. J- Jimmy Marsden, that guy's a top G. He was just wasted as Cyclops. Uh, you know, like the, the, the rest of the cast really killed it. And I, and I always love Paramount Pictures stuff. They're like one of my most favorite studios. If if I could work for them, um, you know, them, Sony, uh, MGM, they're my top guys, you know, Warner Brothers. I love all these dudes, you know, like I want to I want us to kind of get there. So, um, yeah. No. What else did you like about the film? Uh, yeah, I also liked Jim Carrey's performance. He was kind of like channeling a bit of Ace Ventura and the mask in this portrayal of Dr. Robotnik. And the overall CGI was very good as well. I thought it wasn't too um, cartoony looking. The CGI for his drones looked quite good. His spaceship Mm. thought and the kind of retrospective that Sonic's talking about was very good. The sense of speed with Sonic was also very good. How they kind of like emulated the stuff we saw in other films, like the Quicksilver effect and, um, Mm -hmm. You know, slowing down time and showing off Sonic's speed was really good. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't really see that in the game until you kind of play the newer 3D Sonic games. Because obviously, um, for retro gamers like us and uh, people listening, you know, if they play the old Sonic games, the sense of speed was more on a 2D plane and you would just see it as like a blur. Um, mm. they've kind of emulated Sonic in this film as having more uh, kind of lightning powers and, and, and effects that come with his speed um, which mm. is nice um, my only small criticism was is that when he was uh, at the start of the film when he's playing the youngest when, when we see the younger Sonic we don't really mm-hmm. hear enough of the kind of classic uh, sonic kind of music in the film. Um, mm-hmm. film has a very traditional movie score um, mm. that's been brought forward by whoever the composer, I'm not sure who the composer is on the film um, mm. if they've gone for a very traditional film like uh, soundtrack and score mm. film and they didn't really incorporate enough in my opinion of the classic tones and sounds 
and music mm. of Sega game. I thought they could have yeah. a bit more, but there's scope for that maybe in the sequel. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, hopefully they open it up. You know, we there's a bit of a, a coda at the end. I don't want to spoil it for people uh, yeah, because, like, uh, this, you know, like, I'll, I'll say mild spoilers on the uh, the podcast anyway, but we do see the arrival of uh, a particularly um, exciting character, you know, like one of uh, Sonic's buddies comes to find him at the end of the film. So that's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. It's a nice little note at the end of the film. Uh, yeah, no, let me get Pri's input on this because she's kind of been like a bit out of the conversation. <laughs> you know, she's just been listening to us, you know, like I want to get her to jump in and give me her thoughts on this, you know. So uh, this is a roundtable after all. So Pri, tell me what you thought about the movie. So finally, my feedback, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. I'm still here, you know, behind. <laughs> anyway, uh, I love the game, uh, uh, the Sonic game, and I was pretty much addictive to it. And I didn't know that Ray liked the game as well, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> and we I'm both were like... Yeah, like a long time. <laughs> yeah, we both were like competing with each other with the game. And finally, we came yeah. to know about this uh, movie. It's coming out soon. We saw the trailer, which was like amazing. And the best part was like Jim Carrey. Like yeah. he acted so well, I think. Don't you think? Yeah, I thought yeah. he was awesome in the film. Yeah. And also like he has this unique acting style which he mm-hmm. adapted from the mask yeah <laughs> and he does that in every movie but i guess that's make him different isn't it yeah. but that's what makes him him like you know um that, i remember you, you telling me that pre when we watched the movie that you basically felt like he's always channeling his character from the mask yes you know Z, what do you think of that Z? sorry what was that yeah, and um, what I was what we were saying is is that you know he's always like Pri always thinks that he's channeling his character from the mask like all the time oh, yeah. and all this flamboyant. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think he was um kind of channeling the mask and just being his just his zany self, really, kind of a bit more back to form with Jim Carrey as opposed to the more serious films he's done on film recently, you know, mm-hmm. and. Um, a little bit of yes man kind of like being wacky and wild and just really having fun mm. robotic character like there was a lot of moments where he was talking to that general character telling him that you know mm. nobody cares kind of thing that that stuff and yeah. he was dancing and mucking about that was that was neil mcdonoghue in it playing playing the general uh, the army commander he's such a great actor man that guy yeah. neil mcdonoghue yeah I mean, I really want to work with that guy since uh, Star Trek First Contact days, man. He was just, oh. He's just the best in everything he is. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Pri, yeah, carry on. Like, tell me more about your thoughts on the film. Well, Sonic was uh, cute, adorable, mm-hmm. fast, yeah. <laughs> unique. Um, yeah, he, they, I mean, they portrayed it very well, you know, what was in the game. Mm. It was actually seen, you know, mm. portrayed properly in the movie, I think. Mm. I'm just, like, looking forward for the second movie. Do, mm. do we know it? when is it coming out? No, they haven't said anything yet about it. Um, there's no news or any kind of development. I think, obviously, with this worldwide pandemic going on, uh, studios are just taking stock in what's more important. So yeah. um, there haven't been much developments on anything new. A lot of production has halted. I know that a lot of films have gotten delayed. The VOD releasing, uh, the, the the kind of like the state is pretty grim right now in the business. But, you know, um, we're a strong bunch of creatives. You know, we'll come together and uh, weather the storm and then there'll be a, a, a giant deluge of new stuff. You know, you know, we're working on stuff. I can't wait to um, show people 
you know, some of the upcoming projects we're working on to try and get us up higher on the map. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a tough road, you know, and this stuff kind of like, you know, it's a, it's sort of like a, um, it kind of stops you. It's like a wall. But what do we do when we run into walls? What do rep knights do? We smash through them. Absolutely. So, um, you know, we're, we're not going to give up. We're going to keep going. And I know that other people are, are thinking the same. You know, there's a lot of solidarity in the industry. Um, you know, our thoughts and prayers are to everyone out there. You know, we want them to all feel safe and, um, you know, take care of themselves and stuff. And and that's really what, what made me spearhead and, and push to try and get this stuff down you know like actually launch house of rep because it was gestating for a while and i wanted it to get out there i wanted us to start roundtabling films doing stuff you know in our downtime uh but you know how things are you know you're trying to do stuff you you, you don't find the time and in a way um this pandemic's kind of given me time to take stock in things and you know giving me a little bit more freedom to actually do this and try this and see how this is going and so far this is just going amazing because I, I love putting our you know our thoughts down you know having a record of this you know seeing how we feel you know at this time yeah. watching movies you know how we are as filmmakers our journey through film and um you know the developments we're going to have because you know, we've got a lot that we can do what are we saying bro sorry the other thing i would say uh with sonic mm. the hedgehog film in particular is i think it's a great family film i think it's perfect Mm-hmm. For an older generation who liked the character and a younger generation yeah. who embrace the character moving forward. Yeah, yeah. There'll be tons yeah. of games. There'll be maybe a few more movies that younger generations can embrace with a character. Mm. And he's very relatable as a character, Sonic. Yeah, yeah. That's what I've always loved about the character. You know, like Sonic, Mario... Um... You know, characters like Crash Bandicoot, they're, they're just really universally likable. I wanted to ask Pre one question, though, yeah? I'm going to put her on the spot. Like, um, oh. <laughs> uh, what was your first ever Sonic experience? Like, what was the first ever Sonic game you ever played? Like, did you play the original Sonic? Not the original, the latest one. Okay, so which one was that? Like, um, the one on the mobile? Yes. So your first ever experience with Sonic was Sonic Run. Yes, that one, yes. uh, the Android game. Yes. So that's really where uh, you first experienced Sonic in its entirety. like uh, Sonic Dash. Sonic Dash, sorry. Yeah, yeah I said Sonic Run. <laughs> but basically <laughs> okay. Sonic Dash. This game is addictive, man. I've been playing it for ages. I play it all in my kind of like my breaks and, you know, like anytime I get... Did you try this time, game, Z? Have you tried Sonic Dash? Dash? Yeah. Wait, who are you asking? Yeah. Of course I've played it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just shaking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, it's the other way around for us. You know, we've been long time, for me and Z, um, this is going back to, like, the Mega Drive games. You know, Sonic the Hedgehog is the first game I ever played, you know, like, a, a, as a little kid, you know, and I freaking loved it. I mean, still to this day, it's on my phone. Um, you know, I'm play, I play it all the time. Uh, Sonic 1, 2, 3, Sonic and Knuckles, you know, He's the top G, still my favorite character. Yeah, totally, man. Yeah. yeah. Z, what are your thoughts on it? Like when you first played it, like when we first booted up the Mega Drive and stuff? Wow, that was like a long, long time ago. I loved um, the intro where it says Sega, of course. You know? Yeah. And you yeah. see Sonic pop up on the title screen, and it was just amazing to see this game in full color and mm. running at a speed that was uh, totally different to any other game at that time, really. 
Um, it was a lot faster in it, Mega Drive, than the than okay. the SNES. Because we retroactively bought the SNES in it. We didn't we didn't buy the Super Nintendo when it was in this Mark One form, and That's- you know, like when when it kind of first came out, we bought it like a lot later when Street Fighter Turbo came out. That's right. Isn't it? Like, yeah, because I remember we didn't re- we didn't really used to play it much. Yeah. Yeah, we were really like just uh, Genesis Mega Drive guys. You know, we used to we we just, we just kept our Mark One for ages. We never even got a Mega CD. We never we never got into that whole you know like uh, getting all the peripherals and stuff. We were just kind of like the original kind of uh, Mega Drivers, you know, where we just uh, would play the classics. You know, there were just so many games. Which year you guys started playing the games? Uh, it's really tough. Um, I guess when we were young, we used to play with a lot of like toys and action figures and things like no, that. No, the actual video but games. But when video games came on the market, oh, I think ninety-one. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like about ninety-one, when the Sega Genesis Mega Drive launched. Yeah. Um, that's our first console experience. Wow. We, we never had Amigas or Ataris or Master Systems. A lot of other guys had that. Yeah. Um, for us, it was the Genesis, like the Mega Drive, straight away. And since that time, we've been Sega Sega boys. You know, we love so Sega stuff. So after 29 years, you guys are watching the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's so crazy, isn't it? It's been like a, almost a lifetime waiting for this thing to come out. Yeah. I kind of wish I got to do it because I had some wicked ideas for the film. You know, like um, some, some cool ideas. I hope that the team that do the next one um, do stuff similar to what I have. But you never know. Hopefully, one day I get to do one. Maybe I can make the third the one. The second one. Well, yeah, no, <laughs> that's what you say. Let's do for the second one. <laughs> yeah, maybe one day. Isn't it Z for the second very... one? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. You I should know we say. Do you it. should say yes, Z, not yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So should we give it a review then, Sonic the Hedgehog? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so like, um, we. Obviously, we review it like five shields for the best and then zero shields for being the worst. So what's your rating, bro? I would give Sonic the Hedgehog uh, maybe four shields out of five. Um, okay, cool. Only because of the criticisms I mentioned earlier is the the soundtrack could have um, encompassed a bit more of the classic music from the Sonic games. That was my only criticism. But apart from that, it's a fantastic film and well worth watching. I would definitely recommend going to watch it on VOD or uh, Blu-ray or DVD, definitely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And do you think it has good replay value, the film? Uh, yes, I think it does, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, for your rating? I would say definitely four. Four. Mm-hmm. Okay, and why is that? Why do you really? Because like I like the movie. Okay, mm-hmm. first of all, I like the game, mm-hmm. and it was as I said before, it portrayed really well in the movie, mm-hmm. and Jim Carrey was great. Mm-hmm. And even who played the Hedgehog again? Uh, ben Schwartz. He did great. Mm-hmm. Um, and who's the other one again? James Marsden played the cop. Yes, even yeah. he's great. So mm-hmm. I think it was overall great. So that's why I give them a rate. I'm four shield. Okay, According cool. to you, you're four shield. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So four shields from Pre, four shields from Z. It's going to get a solid four from me too. Um, I really like it a lot. It's a great film. Um, it was lighthearted. It had good tonal beats. You know, obviously the storyline is a little bit um, 
generic. You know, that's a lot yeah. of criticisms that that people have said about it. I agree with them. Um, it was very traditional, but then that also makes the film kind of work because it's just supposed to be that. Like it wouldn't, it would be really weird if you just took a Sonic film and then went into some weird direction with it and um, completely alienated the fan base. So, um, well, you don't want the to first film... a complicated storyline for a... Exactly, exactly. For a, for a kind of film like this, it's just a nice popcorn kind of film. And I love those kind of things. I just want, oh. you know... Um, I just want to watch something that's just fun. And it know? was released on Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> so it just has to be cool, doesn't it? So, yeah, it was good. So, um, yeah. More like cool. a family Valentine. <laughs> yeah. So definitely, you know, the aggregated score from the, the three of us is that it's a solid four. So it's a great movie. We highly recommend you watch it. Yeah. And it's available on all VOD and, um, you know, wherever you can get it right now, you know, once the film releases. So most likely when you hear this podcast, the film's already out. Um, I'll put a little tag on this to say that it has mild spoilers about the end. But hopefully you're listening to this podcast and you've already seen the film. Uh, yeah. So um, oh, I want to thank out. Yeah. Sorry. You were saying? If you haven't seen the film, go check it out. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, just um, I'm loving it right now. We're, we're, we're talking about stuff that we love. We're doing stuff that we love. We're creating the magic here at the House of Rep. And uh, we'll, uh, we're going to catch you on the next one. So I just want to thank Pri. I want to thank Z for, um, you know, like being on this podcast with me. I'm your host, Ray Janjua. And uh, we'll see you on the next one. See ya.